0: Fragmentation is a big problem in healthcare. You can there can be ten hospitals on the same road, they don't know each other, they don't interact, you don't know what happens there. <laughs> Even the government doesn't, doesn't understand know what happens they there. They just are also divided. Yes. And when we think about that, interoperability just begins to come back to our minds.
1: Good morning, and welcome to the Experience Pod. My name is Dr. Damola Oladosu, and I work on the disruption team here at the PWC Experience Center. The Experience Pod is a one-on-one interview-led podcast that discusses the adoption and utilization of relevant emerging technologies and trends. This podcast is focused at impact-oriented professionals, researchers, developers, and even students who demand realistic and thought-provoking perspectives on the opportunities and challenges presented by disruption in a unique environment. On this episode, we're exploring how technology is being adopted to improve healthcare delivery in Nigeria. Today, we have with us Mr. Adego Kei Olubisi, the CEO of Helium Health, and we'll be discussing with him on their approach to digitizing hospital medical records in Nigeria. Gokey, thank you for coming today
0: very happy to be here <laughs> and yeah. to share more about our amazing work in healthcare across Nigeria
1: great great so we'll go right into it an important part of delivering healthcare diagnosis and and analysis lies in record keeping And as of today, I think you'll agree with me that most of our records are manual and are not easily tracked or analyzed and definitely not interoperable. So at what point did you decide to solve this problem and what has progress um, been like for your company?
0: Thank you so much for that question. So I think the point that led myself and my co-founders to say we are definitely going to spend the next five, 10, 15 years Tackling this singular challenge of improving healthcare delivery across Nigeria and Africa using technology and data is when we realized how little attention people were paying to it. There was this trend a few years ago where more fintech companies were being started and even less healthcare technology attempts were being started. So you could see that innovators were not, and creative people and technologists and developers were not thinking about healthcare. Mm -hmm. They were looking at where the money was at. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the state of healthcare across the continent and how it's declined year on year, Mm -hmm. and the many challenges that just plague the ecosystem, and how it directly impacts every single one of us, you start to wonder, at what point do people is anyone going to solve this (laughs) problem? Is anyone going to care? (laughs) Exactly. And It's even worse because you have less, you know, in a market where there is no data on the sector or no reliable data source, um, you have less international investors or less investments or less money flowing in because no one wants to put their money into what they don't understand. And when you look at the cycle of aid money that's come into the continent through healthcare, you know, and it's the way it's been poorly tracked, poorly managed, you just see that the future does not look bright. So when we realized that so many people weren't paying attention to this and it was a problem that was affecting us all we said, okay, this is worth us devoting the next 10 to 20 years of our lives on because you know the life cycle of a Technology company would easily take five to ten years Mm -hmm. to get it to a very good point, Mm -hmm. and we had to make that decision. It was when we Mm -hmm. saw that people weren't paying attention to it, and it was such a deep problem Mm -hmm. that was that cut across society, regardless of what part of the what tier of society you're in, Mm -hmm. you're impacted by the state of healthcare, the lack of you know accessible or trustworthy Mm -hmm. care, Mm -hmm. the lack of accountability in the system. All these things Mm -hmm. affect us directly or indirectly, Mm -hmm. and we decided we're going to drive that future. So in fact, the way we we always saw it as healthcare at one point or the other inevitably would be digital, it would be technology and data driven. Mm -hmm. So our initial motto and uh, mission as a company was to accelerate or catalyze that inevitable transition of our country from paper-based manual systems to a technology and data-driven system.
1: Okay. And so, in, in implementing these solutions at hospitals, yeah. have, have your clients seen any quick wins? Have you seen any, I guess, like tangible results from these implementations? Could Absolutely. you speak a bit on that?
0: Absolutely. So, one of the favorite things about our implementation process is how quickly people start to realize that...
1: It just makes sense. ...that
0: it makes sense. That's the most beautiful part of the process. In fact, we ourselves didn't realize it until we saw, you know, hundreds of clients mm-hmm. give us feedback on mm-hmm, this and mm-hmm. so we saw their reaction to it. There are two factors that I'll point out here. First being, since we started and launched the platform, and launched that, I think we're live now at close to 150 locations well, and we have at hundreds.
1: Least, Sorry, Are these all private hospitals or?
0: There are pre, uh, almost the super majority of them are private yeah. facilities. Mm-hmm. And the public ones are typically public private partnerships okay. and not mostly, not direct partnerships with the government mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. And these are people who use the platform not because of any mandates from anyone, mm-hmm. but because it actually makes their life yeah. easy. Yeah. And the p- point I was actually going to make first was that we've had zero churn since we've started. Okay. So every facility that has gone live with our platform and actually deployed the system and starts to use its end-to-end, because mm-hmm. that's a requirement we have. You need to use it from when the patient walks in to when their claims on submissions are being made after, has stayed on the platform. Okay. That's when we realized that then it definitely it has to be it's worked. A it. And it's because it becomes a no-brainer, you know, because there's a repetitive nature. Nature of the work that medical professionals do in the hospital. If you are a front desk person, you are checking in, um Patients, patients and you're giving them relevant information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you are a nurse, he or she is taking vitals, administering medications, mm-hmm. you know, delivering instructions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They do that fifty a hundred times, two hundred times a day. Once you start doing that on a digital system, you even start thinking of the shortcuts. Sure, they're exactly. the ones who even tell you things, things <laughs> exactly. Get and once you've done it for and that's one of the things that makes it so easy. Mm-hmm. Once you've done it for a full day and you would be amazed, healthcare professionals are some of the people who you know, they're always on their feet, right? They work an incredible oh, number of hours. Exactly. Once you've done it for a full day, the next day there's nothing for us to teach you because mm-hmm. you're going to the it's things just you're so are doing easy, tomorrow anyway. are doing the same things, yeah. right? Same thing with the doctors. Once they are they've finished an encounter or during their encounter, they've recorded the encounter, submitted it, and they're like, they even start thinking of shortcuts. <laughs> they're the ones who even tell us things like, you know what? I'm always prescribing So, these three groups of drugs. Exactly. Why don't, why don't you even start, we start automatically grouping them. Mm. So we now start doing AI related things, Mm. machine learning related things to make it faster, Mm. because now they're thinking, how can this even make it faster? And once Mm. they've done that, the concept, the idea of going back to To a slower paper system, so it's like a drug. One of our market entry tactics also is looking at identifying more countries across the continent. Because mm-hmm. we're also in Ghana and Liberia okay, now. Well, expanding. Amazing. Oh, yes. It's looking at more places with no penetration and okay. giving them this taste of addiction. Yeah, <laughs> so, that so you give them like transition. a free
1: trial for some time and then... Absolutely. Okay. Our
0: model actually allows them... One of our pricing models enables people's pay per patient. Oh, and okay. what we said was a lot of people have had bad experiences with different vendors and mm-hmm. medical records in general. In fact, when you think globally, medical records software has an average negative 75 NPS score. No one likes their <laughs> EMR uh-huh. software just around the whole world, from Harvard to Stanford, you know. <laughs> no yeah. one likes it. It's just because it's, it's legacy systems. It's because of the same reason. Once people start to use them, even if they're bad. They just like, stick they, to They them. just stick to it. In the process of data transitioning, and also because it's a hospital, it <laughs> works 24-7. Yes. You, don't have, you don't even have yes, the no, You don't have a break. Exactly. You don't have <laughs> the opportunity to say, we're going to take two weeks to six weeks yeah, to there, transition. No like, what's no going time, to happen? What am across. I going to do? Exactly. So because uh-huh. of that, people typically have a negative experience. Hmm we've had the opposite and we built specifically around that because we wanted to be able to scale
1: and do you tailor the 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 solution to to hospitals or is it a one-size-fits-all absolutely
0: the platform itself is fully customizable so they get to select the modules that pertain to them they get to do things like implement rules we have Mm. a rules based system where they create the logic around their hospital their facilities where people pay before they even see anyone. like Before mm-hmm. anyone can even attend to you or take your vitals, you have to you pay. Have to, yeah. There are places that's where people really pay after. Them. There are places where people pay at every step. You know, you I don't know if you, you mean some big hospitals. It's you like
1: pay to register yes, and then and you then pay to see, to see the doctor, doctor and, and then and you then, pay
0: yes. before they take your blood. So you do it like four times. Wow. So we saw that there were so many different options on how mm-hmm. people run their hospitals. So we said, you know what, we're going to build a system that's fully customizable mm-hmm. and that is flexible. Mm-hmm. That way people are just setting rules on what they want and their experience is... So when they see it, they think we built it specifically mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. <laughs> but and really sorry, it's you're the
1: are yeah, no, not, that <laughs> you're, not yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked a bit about how like most of your clients are private sector hospitals. Yes. Are you looking to do more with government hospitals? Because I imagine that for most of the lower income population in Nigeria, the primary point of care is still either at a pharmacy or a government hospital. So what are you doing um, in that regard?
0: You make a very valid point. A lot of care actually happens offline, off record. At pharmacies, there is a cultural aspect of it where Nigerians because people don't think generally in healthcare as well, not just for Nigerians, but there's also the Nigerian factor to yeah. it where people don't think um, from healthcare from a preventive standpoint. No, <laughs> no one wants to pay we prevent
1: with we prayer. We prevent with prayer.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> no one wants to pay for like a preventive system or check themselves yeah. for anything yeah. until they
1: until, until they like run like
0: to the pharmacy like, and they're like I'm almost dead. Exactly. That's where you go to the hospital. Yeah. So we know that, that part isn't captured, so we actually have a plan in terms of like working with pharmacies and being okay. able to capture that data because mm-hmm. that's critical to being able to analyze Even data like for the provide, sector. provide proper um, care as well. Absolutely. But for the public sector, we've actually started working with one state in Nigeria so far. Okay. You know, Nigeria runs a concurrent legislative type system with the states where the states get a sense of autonomy mm-hmm. um, and control over how they administer health care. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to work independently with each state. Okay. And we started working with Akwa Ibom so far. We are able to work with the government there and mm-hmm. the Ministry of Health in drafting out Year on year strategy, mm-hmm. and we've been able to roll out to several facilities. You know, okay. the Ministry of Health now has a dashboard oh, wow. in their ministry where they can see live incidences and hmm. diagnoses where they get alerts oh, on wow. different issues that hmm. happen across the state in you know, Nigeria. In Nigeria, and it works, <laughs> <laughs> and it works. You know, that's the amazing part when it works, they even they themselves a <laughs> they're surprised. surprised like, oh, wow, <laughs> yes. Um, and because of that, we're also getting entry even into more states now. States, okay. But I can tell you that we cannot ignore the public sector, we even cannot ignore the government. You know, mm-hmm. there's this typical bias from tech companies and startups. You can do it by
1: yourself because you don't want to deal with the government. Exactly. But because
0: of that. the role of public the government in public health as a whole, you must work with them, Mm -hmm. and we like a lot of the people we're seeing Mm -hmm. um, in the administration as well, so we're working towards being able to collaborate with them in giving them the tools they require, Mm -hmm. because they're one of the key stakeholders in healthcare to be Mm -hmm. able to improve overall public health in a measurable manner. Okay.
1: So I have an Uber dilemma for you. Okay. So Uber um, has built a business where drivers and riders are connected on the platform, right? and if you think about it uber could have chosen to do a solution that's focused primarily on taxi drivers for example yeah. and The taxi market is not exactly like the healthcare market, but they kind of face similar challenges supply and monopoly, um, minimal efficiency, substandards, customer experience. Yeah. Right? So the question is why did you decide on a medical records app for the healthcare system rather than a marketplace where doctors and patients could connect for example?
0: That is an excellent question. So I think. The difference in our thinking in approaching healthcare versus how Uber was thinking about transportation and logistics is that we think of the parties in healthcare as actually three tiers, which makes it a more complicated marketplace than two tiers. And an example of, and a clear picture of that is we break them into three categories. We call them the three Ps providers, payers, and patients. If it were just providers and patients and there weren't any other type of payers or other people involved in the healthcare sector, I think we'd actually have a much different (laughs) healthcare model, (laughs) model, right? Mm -hmm. But providers being the hospitals and the facilities, payers now cover uh, come to lots of different entities. This could be HMOs, insurance companies. This could be corporations themselves. This could be different kind of aid agencies. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. of that complicated structure Mm -hmm. and because of the fact that whoever is the payer, whoever holds the bag really gets to control (laughs) things that happen, (laughs) we actually had to take a different approach than a marketplace approach. Mm So we decided to go in provider first and our solution so far is Completely centered around providers and making their process of administering healthcare from medical records to their operations, finances, much faster, much more efficient, mm-hmm. much more accountable, um, all these things. But we know, understand that in the process of doing that, we've been able to solve problems for payers and patients. And patient. We've been able to build solutions because within the provider network itself, they have their own forms of payments. For example, mm-hmm. the hospitals have to deal with claim submissions, mm-hmm. they have to generate schemes, they have mm-hmm. to manage all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to also send information to the patients, they mm-hmm. have to communicate, they have to make the records digital, you have to have a patient app that so people can access their records in. Mm-hmm. So in, in focusing on the provider solution, we're able to say, let's make the lives of providers easy, and by doing so, we actually gain access to sure. the payers and uh, the patients.
1: So do you see in the future your platform being like a digital healthcare center, for example? Absolutely.
0: That is the inevitable goal that we're <laughs> heading towards, having a connected ecosystem okay. where these all these three parties get to interact in an uber-style method that's also transparent, accountable, Mm -hmm. um, and not driven by any other factors.
1: It's interesting that you said we have the three-tier system, but in Nigeria, don't we really have more like
0: two? Two tiers? (laughs) Because most
1: people kind of pay out of pocket anyway. That's
0: that's very true. In fact, um, in analyzing um, some healthcare data across our systems, one of the things we noticed is that even for people who have... health insurance insurance, they still end up paying um, a lot of money out of pocket every time they go to the hospital with their insurance and you know initially when we're doing this analysis we just assume that people have insurance just exclude them then just do the numbers from (laughs) those that do not have insurance but then we realized that (laughs) the numbers, everything was just it wasn't added up at the end and when we investigated we realized people were paying for it and you know what one thing I did was I reached out to some of the MDs of the top insurance companies in Nigeria health insurance and I said well you know I, there's It's like people have insurance, but all these people are still. Saying, so <laughs> so what what's, are we what's doing? happening? And one of the things they explain is that insurance in Nigeria is really limited to primary care because mm-hmm. they don't have enough data to design plans around secondary care. Okay. So they don't have enough information or data points to say wow. so these you are the things. Solutions that exactly want. right. So they don't go that far. It's mm-hmm. malaria, typhoid. <laughs> That's, <laughs> all exactly. That's all we no, have. Exactly. When we have cancer, we, have that that we can go cover. to India. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> insurance is expensive to to construct and in order. To do it properly for it to become monetizable for them, because mm-hmm. it is a business after all. Yes, they yes. need to have data points to be able to build those models. Yeah, like, we don't have them, we can't fight, so we're not wow. going to shoot blind in the process. So, that's one of the things we'll be able to do in the future leveraging the data on our that network, you have. design better plans for insurance providers.
1: Okay, so funny, you just talked about data. Mm. Obviously, there's been a lot of conversation around data privacy, yes, um, especially in the digital space. People are demanding. More privacy with healthcare data. With all these big tech companies going into mm-hmm. healthcare now, yeah. um, there's now like tighter regulations around how you can use patients' data. Absolutely. And the patient is still someone who's mobile and is probably prone to switching hospitals depending on whatever his needs are. So, how are you ensuring security and privacy, but also just like enabling interoperability of the information on your systems?
0: This is a very excellent question. I feel like
1: you've said excellent question three times. <laughs> no, are you just you're, saying? You're talking about
0: points that we care so much about, but people don't talk to us about them? <laughs> you know, because when you go to the hospitals, the providers—they're thinking of how they're making money. They don't care about, about privacy. They're not thinking about privacy and interoperability. They don't even care what's happening in the next hospital. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest issues we have as a sector, and one of the reasons where, because there are some sectors where even without technology, because of how they're structured, you actually get. To do things and run efficiently, even without technology. Mm-hmm. But fragmentation is a big problem in healthcare. You can there can be ten hospitals on the same road. They don't know each other. They don't interact. You don't know what happens there. <laughs> even the government doesn't, doesn't understand know what happens they exist. there. They just are also divided. Yes. And when we think about that, interoperability just begins to come back to our minds. So I'm going to speak first to the data security aspect. Okay. We as Helium Health, we Uphold global healthcare medical standards, and not um, because there are not enough local ones to even hold in the first place. So we try to do our best to meet U.S. standards, which is HIPAA compliance, mm-hmm. um, using ICD-10 codes and proper coding structures. That way, the system itself is meeting global standards. Mm-hmm. So when Nigeria and the different African countries that we currently operate in begin to catch up, we would be we'll most be ahead of the exactly. We'd we'll be way ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know how um, crazy, insane U.S. healthcare. Laws are, but it's. Uh, I've. Don't, <laughs> that is what, det- you know, in the US, it's what deters people from going into healthcare for tech is. Uh, is too many regulations. Too many regulations. Everyone's just like. <laughs> I'm not
1: I'm bothering. It's
0: not, it's so not worth it. it. Right? Yeah, it's like everyone's like, oh, nothing is happening. There's no yeah. data there. It's like, um, there's too I'm much. Not going to bother too, too with this. Too many rules, exactly. Yeah. So as long as we meet global standards, uh, when we as a nation begin to catch up, for example, on um, the. Nigerian Data Regulation um, Agency published a new set of laws mm. um, earlier this year that's similar to GDPR. Oh, yeah. It just seemed like a copy of GDPR. <laughs> and by the time they published that, first thing I said, as soon as I saw the email, I sent it across my team to make sure that everyone was on board. And the replies, everyone's reply, as we all read through, was we met we already every do everything there. Everything from disclosures to making people consent to having consent records to mm. um, audit trails. Mm. We already did all these things. So mm. we're like, perfect, okay, which is exactly good. what we designed. Yeah. So from a security standpoint, that's good, because mm-hmm. we meet these um, global the standards. standards, and the second part of the question was... Was
1: around interoperability.
0: Interoperability. So a lot of that still has to do around managing the mindsets of the people we're dealing with. And let me give you some context here. The platform itself is designed in a fire. Fire is a protocol that people are now using globally for interoperability. Okay. Because okay. this issue of interoperability even happens in places like the US and Canada, out there. There's a crazy healthcare problem going on where data isn't interoperable because mm-hmm. private companies
1: buy are different the biggest, systems.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And they're also the biggest holders of medical records software. And no one wants to share with they anyone with any, anything with about their technology uh, because yeah, it's a private sure. competition. It's not yeah. a public... if we're public, it could be influenced by yes. an investor in the stock yes, yes, market. This yes, one yes. is just private owners. No <laughs> one wants to disclose. Mm-hmm. So the government has to force people into interoperable systems, which means they have to build a standard and say when you're building your medical records and encounters, this is the standard you have to meet. One of those, the newest standards that people are now starting to adopt globally for medical record systems, equipment and medical machinery, MRI systems, all these things is a standard called FHIR, F-H-I-R. Okay. Um, so what we've done is adopt FHIR in our system okay. and as the whole world begins to adopt it, it becomes faster to, to move data around. Okay. So this, that's the technical side. Mm-hmm. But now I have to speak about the cultural mindset aspect where your record... <laughs> this is the fun really, part. Is, is that, this is the interesting <laughs> part, right? As a patient, your medical record is yours, really, when you think about it. Yeah. It doesn't belong to the hospital but the way Nigeria is designed right now because you have physical files at a hospital's location they belong not custody, to the hospital they belong to the hospital and that mindset is still there and the hospital owners and the doctors feel like they can say this is our data
1: but and really you can't have not.
0: access to it exactly. But you start thinking about it from a competition standpoint. These are private hospitals where they, you know, start their hospital without anybody's money. They're still struggling. And they're still struggling. <laughs> they're still struggling. So, so they feel like if they gave it to you, if they gave it to hmm. you the ability to go anywhere, they'd probably lose you as a patient. But in reality, hmm. data has shown from real data studies globally that's not true because you know there are several other factors that that come
1: would to play. keep me as a as a exactly. patient rather than one the of those I big things. is
0: like... Even trust yes. on you on you on knowing that you have their best interest at yeah, heart. Yeah. And the very fact that a lot of these places and hospitals in Nigeria don't want you to, to take your record anywhere else, it's them saying they don't you to It almost sounds shady. Interest. It's almost like, don't exactly. take it to another
1: hospital because I don't want anybody else to exactly. see what I've
0: been but doing. You could find better care for different reasons somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. And it's not right. And there are many other issues too. And that's one of the reasons why we don't accept every platform that you know reaches out to us to adopt EMR, every facility just yet, mm-hmm. uh, because we have to do our own assessment. Mm-hmm. There are cases where people are not doing the right things in their hospital. And they don't want anyone to know. Mm. You know now imagine if somebody misadministers drugs or and it happens all the time people <laughs> die every day in this country from this and by Ooh, the time comes time to <laughs> research legally they say oh, the file is missing, it's
1: missing. you know <laughs> and now with EMR, the there can be no such thing. exactly excuses. so they're
0: thinking about all these things and they're you know it's still a way there's still that mentality of i don't want the patients to go anywhere however mm. because we're technology driven we are already starting to push that ourselves mm-hmm. and making it accessible to our clients. Um, we're talking to the hospitals about what they can grant access to, saying, okay, some of them are saying we don't want our full, you know, for example, yeah. our surgical notes, all these things yeah. reviewed. However, well, have, like, prescriptions, vitals, pres- vitals ex-
1: exactly. exactly, these exactly. things should be
0: revealed, so we're starting somewhere, okay. but in the future, inevitably, everything should be open mm-hmm. because, again, it's an accountability system. Mm-hmm. It's even a way for you to say, we're such a good hospital that we don't care, that we don't care where you go with this You can take these records exactly anywhere
1: and it will be a Okay.
0: Exactly, but in, also in the future, we know that there will be government and there will be legislative push to do mm-hmm. things properly because you just can't leave people to do things because it's the right thing. They will I mean, do what's best yeah, for them, and not what's not not best exactly. for everyone. exactly.
1: But even in terms of like other e- EMR um, companies in this market, is there like a coalition that you're where you're working together to ensure interoperability, or or is everyone just kind of doing their own doing thing? i have always
0: been the kind of person to push for collaboration and. Also, I'm going to speak culturally again. Collaboration is not something that businesses... We do. We do <laughs> ...that we like to do. And I, I it's something that I've had to fight against. And there's some ways i fought against. This. For example, Helium Health has acquired two other okay. EMR providers, you know, full acquisitions, their technology, their client base, their team, everything okay. over the last... Two years. Okay. We have three other acquisitions across Africa okay. <laughs> that we're doing diligence on. You know, because if you're, it's like that's kind of the mindset we have: mm. um, Bringing people together. Together. Because I was, I met a lot of these people, and I'm like, you've built good systems, you've built technology, but I can see all these holes in your system. Yeah. I can, and I understand. You know, you didn't. We probably didn't raise venture capital. You mm. probably were running this as a private business. Certain things you have to do, but there's a higher standard we need to hold to deliver to better. Delivered. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we as Helium Health, we've done acquisitions. We do our best to partner with people, and mm-hmm. we're. Question for everyone to meet these same standards because mm-hmm. it makes it easier to collaborate. Because mm-hmm. how do I work with if I if we're meeting fire standards, we're meeting HIPAA and compliance. Then somebody you know, is anything. just like doing and the bare do, minimum, exactly, right? Because you just want money. In fact, you don't. You don't even <laughs> want. <laughs> it doesn't matter. just want the exactly. So that one money. factor. So there's a factor where we're collaborating with people. We're, we're we're making acquisitions and mergers. We are collaborating with people and making sure they meet standards. And then there's the other part where we actually do fight people who are not doing things the right way and do our best to kick them out of the market because. Their work also impacts everyone else and that bad those, the, one bad, bad, one bad exactly. egg can
1: just ruin the entire industry. That was the
0: reason it was so hard to get this off the ground in the first place, mm-hmm. because the handful of places you'd go to in the country that have attempted... I've tried this before. They were like, <laughs> we're not, not falling not for today. this again. <laughs> <laughs> not today. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we kind of touched on this earlier when we are talking about pharmacies. Yeah. Um, the idea of EMR is that you can capture long- longitudinal data of patients, right? But then if the hospital is not the first point of care... How do you ensure that you're capturing these gaps in in terms of, like, disease progression for the patient yeah. if, if the patient doesn't go to the hospital? So how are you ensuring accuracy of your data and filling in the gaps between first sign of symptoms and...
0: I'm not yes. going to say excellent question, <laughs> but you know what I'm doing? But you know what I really want to say? Because um, that is also another f- point where people don't really talk to us about on a normal day because they're thinking about it from their standpoint. Mm-hmm. If you're a provider, you're thinking about it from provider payers. you so patient to care about that. But this is important for overall. Yeah. This is where I circle
1: all the like, other <laughs> Just like important providing for, good healthcare.
0: Yeah. So, how are you doing that? So, the way we think about it is, it's not just the beyond going beyond hospitals and collaborating with you know pharmacies and putting our technology there that we think about it as the difference between saying we're an EMR system just an EMR system to saying we are also a EHR system. So it's not just your electronic medical records, but your electronic health health records. records. And your health records actually cover not just your records from an encounter, which is what your medical record is, but your health records across your lifespan from when you were born Mm -hmm. to the end, which is what you're saying now. So that's actually how our systems and our data structure is designed, wanting to capture care across the ecosystem. Hmm. So that says, first of all, it means we need to extend beyond facilities where Helium Health is. So saying if you don't use our software and use other software, how do we still
1: get that, data. get
0: that data? How do we build an interoperable system that meets a certain standard where that data can feed into mm-hmm. because that patient matters the most, mm-hmm. right? So yes. even if it's a different system, they can still access this data exactly. for the sake of administering care to the patient. Exactly. So that's one factor we have to consider. Then we have to think through all the other places where the patient could access care, what are the creative ways that we can integrate into these places to gather data? Yeah. Because again, what we're trying to do is gather data at the point of care, not summarize data at a different point, but data at the point of care. This means, for example, let's say you went to a pharmacy, and there was a cash register or a POS system at the checkout, you have those patients walking in, you know, you ask for advice from the pharmacist. The pharmacist, this happened, this is a full encounter. This is a <laughs> consultation. You know, I, even I myself was at a pharmacy it was like 12 hours ago, and the pharmacist did a full consultation. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no record of it. Yep, there was nope, no system to exactly, do that. Exactly. But however... I'm about to check out, they picked all the drugs mm-hmm. um, it was for, and I checked out and paid. So we then are thinking why don't we partner with that POS machine, that system, mm, that knows this is the person who paid, and these are all the drugs paid, they paid and for, this is what he paid and for? you can state there. might as well extend their system to say, this is the reason stated, why? or if it's mm. not stated, this is what they didn't state, mm. but this is what the reason stated for mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. and it feeds into it, mm-hmm. and we having other sources connected mm-hmm. can use different identifiers to Piece that patient's record together. So that's what the ideal solution is. And that's one of the things we're actually working on okay. um, through twenty twenty. How do we integrate with these systems to automate that flow? Mm-hmm. So the patient doesn't even need to care about it. We can just talk to that player and say, you know, the person, that technology provider, and say, let's work together on this to improve um, overall patient care.
1: Interesting. Okay, so now we're going to switch a bit to the fun part. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that do like predictions. Like I predict this will happen in the yeah. next year or in the next five years. Yeah. What was the last prediction you got wrong?
0: What was the last prediction I got wrong? I would say it was the success of Android operating system. <laughs> that is probably the last prediction I got wrong because. What I, did you predict? I predicted that it was going to disappear completely. Like the market share was oh. going to be zero.
1: Why? <laughs> if,
0: if, if you use the initial Android phone and operating system, you they would were think very clunky. They were very clunky. There's this um, forced app has been forced to stop or something mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was very famous for. Mm. So I thought it was a joke, that there's no way to recover <laughs> from this. Why would engineers comparing this to Apple ever want to build for this? Wow. But I then started to realize that. Open source in the sense of community. That
1: was the fun alone, part. Alone,
0: that was the fun part. That alone is enough of a factor yeah. for there to always be two different providers. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. like <laughs> so that that enough was enough to drive it. So that was a good one that I missed. Okay, mm-hmm. What's i an iPhone lover. Always Apple. <laughs>
1: hashtag. <laughs> What's one view you seem to find very few people agree on?
0: In this part of the world, I would say it's the point I actually made earlier about collaboration.
1: Hmm.
0: We coming together you know and having a small piece of a bigger pie is a lot better 100%. than having uh, a giant piece of a, a mighty tiny minuscule yes, pie. Yes, yes, yes. And that is something I fight for every day for people to see because there's a crazy amount of collaboration that has to happen around the world mm-hmm. for um, things to for get real to where you know, for real progress to be progress made. To work. and even right. across healthcare there's a trend of consolidation both vertically and horizontally yep. Yep. across the system. Yeah. So even
1: in the farmer industry it's like everywhere. It's the same, yeah. same thing. Yeah. So I'm like
0: that's something I have to drive the mentality on and because I know we're going to be expanding across Africa, I know it's going to be a continuous conversation because it's not just a Nigerian or a Ghanaian thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the same factor across the continent.
1: Okay. So, we like to think of disruption as being interrelated. Yeah. So our previous interviewee has a question for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so his name is Uwa Agbonile, he's, he's here of Infoware. Ah, so his question for you is... I know him. You know him, great! <laughs> so his question for you is, how do you learn and how do you adapt quickly enough, but still carry people along?
0: How do you learn and adapt and still carry people along? I think it's, it, if I'm, okay, let me think about this from an organization-wide perspective, because okay. um, those are people that I work with that I have to carry along, yeah. as I myself am evolving mm-hmm. through different conversations. I think there is the aspect of it where you build a good communication framework. Okay. One of the challenges that we have to identify at a point in Helium health was communication as a problem. When you're dealing with decentralized teams, you have mm-hmm. a team in the north, you have a team in the west you know mm-hmm. all these different you have a team in other countries mm-hmm. and you have everyone working on different things but in the process they're all learning different things yeah they all have different ideas just
1: like different mindsets. different mindsets
0: well. but you need it to be singular on the same page to so feed into each other in order for to get the best out of it in the process um, and one thing we have to identify was that that gap was there mm-hmm. and if you don't actively build a framework around it mm-hmm. the the people with different kinds of information it will become siloed mm-hmm. so you could be the ceo you you could be the manager of a unit. You and your people may think a certain way, mm-hmm. and that is siloed from a From
1: what the rest of the organization, organization is thinking, and that, and that happens a lot.
0: So you need to take an active, active steps towards um, building a framework around it, mm-hmm. D- True different things. You could have collaborative strategy sessions, mm-hmm. all-hands virtual meetings. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love best about how we work is that we have built virtual work into what we do mm-hmm. because we've broken the mindset. I, believe in remote work very much. I don't believe people have to be, ever be in the same room <laughs> to, to get to, to do done. anything. And we've broken that mindset very much. We have all hands meetings operationally, mm-hmm. we have all hands meetings for product teams, and these people are in different countries. Some of them mm-hmm. are in Europe, some are traveling mm-hmm. across, you know, mm-hmm. they're doing all this work across the continent. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're able to feel like we're all together almost every day and mm. we have these meetings you know for different teams and different people involved almost every time because okay. you need to actively actually build a communication framework okay. otherwise you would actually each person we'll just will just be, be doing in it, their own their own their world, world yeah, doing their and own thing it's not
1: going to together okay so final question awesome. now you've answered uwas question what's one perspective you'd like to get from our next interviewee perspective
0: from the next interview or any questions
1: that you have it can okay. be anything
0: okay let me think let me think What about Nigeria would you like to change specifically one thing about Nigeria you like to change that you think would transform the industry you work in
1: ah that's a really good
0: question <laughs> that's, that's my question
1: okay thank you so much Goki for coming in today to spend some time with us on the Experience Pod we hope that you've had a great time I've really enjoyed this conversation and I hope that you have too thank you
0: <laughs> thank you so much for having me I'm very excited to be here and I had an excellent conversation
1: yes. <laughs>